1: Big show,
2: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hanging out with Tom and the crew here at the warehouse in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. Drop on by and see us. Still have uh, plenty of jazz gear for you. Love to see you. Price is so low on furniture, it will blow your mind. Adjustable beds. If you thought, uh, hey, I can't afford an adjustable bed. Wrong. You can. You just haven't come into the warehouse. 86 East University Parkway or the Salt Lake location, 1967 South Three. 100
3: west our friend on twitter you a trailer he uh tweeted in without searching who was the captain of the poseidon as soon as you saw him you should have known something bad was going to happen do you know who it was uh l ron hubbard no it was leslie nielsen oh okay if i'm remembering right check me if i'm wrong on that you don't sound real confident i think it was
2: him you think it was leslie yep he is hilarious. Is is it some sort of
3: comedy? No, 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 no. There's a lot of serious actors who ended up turning to comedy who are serious uh, when they first started out.
2: All right, we're going to talk to Keith Smith coming up here momentarily from Yahoo Sports NBA. In fact, uh, let's uh, jump right out to it. In fact, let's get out to the uh, Sprint special guest line. As I mentioned, makes the magic happen for Yahoo Sports NBA. He's our good friend, Keith. Smith. Hi, Keith. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Found, in fact, most people around here are uh, kind of conflicted, I guess, because the Jazz haven't been playing all that well, but they're pretty excited that Rudy and Donovan both got their all-star nod. What did you think about them both making the team?
0: Yeah, very well-deserved. They they were two two of my picks, I thought, that they – both uh, have earned that i i'm really happy for rudy Aubert especially I, I think he's been kind of knocking on that door for a few seasons now and he, he's gotten the different postseason honors and the like but for him to get into the all-star game was great and then donovan mitchell this is uh, i said it last year i said well if this is the first time he makes it it's going to be probably a long time before he doesn't make it again after that so very well earned for the two of them
3: so who do you think is the primary snub
0: um, in the Western Conference, it was uh, for me. I think Devin Booker should have got in. I and, and I, I, I don't believe in just saying guys should get in. There's not. Not a million uh, spots, so you should say who should come out, and and I think he should have got in over Russell Westbrook. I wasn't, yeah, uh, you know, I just don't think Russ has had the season that he's had in the past year. So, so I think Devin Booker got it should have got in there in the East. I think they got it right. I think there were other guys who were good candidates, but I think they they ultimately in the end got it right, which is a What do you think about the change in?
2: I guess format for lack of a better word or rules how they're kind of doing this start over every quarter but have the final quarter be first to 24 but add up the previous three quarters to get to that I mean it's a little confusing I guess and there's even a nod to Kobe Bryant in there but what do you think about them changing it up
0: yeah I like the idea of changing it up I've been for a long time uh, kind of with the game, I enjoy All Star Weekend, but by the time we get around to the game, I'm I'm kind of like, yeah, this is you know I've got it on, but I'm not exactly you know paying full attention like I am to to a real game. So anything that they do that makes it a little more interesting, maybe can add a little bit of uh, competitive tennis competitiveness to it is is really good. I like the idea this year too. I think you're going to see some guys come out with maybe a little different focus and fire to try and honor Kobe Bryant and his uh, legendary competitiveness. I think think you might see guys play a little bit harder than usual.
3: Now you said you thought that Rudy Gobert deserved to be in. What role will he play in an all-star setting like that? Because he, I mean, he's he's improved his offensive game, but He's a, he's the best defensive player on the planet. Is he going to be allowed uh, by his peers to go out and make them look bad when they're trying to be all fancy schmancy out there?
0: I think there'll be a couple, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, opportunities for him to send a shot about seven or eight rows deep in the seats because that's about the whole of the defense as we see those uh, big shot blocks. Beyond that, will be uh, set screens and catch lobs because that's that's what the big guys do. So it's you know a well deserved honor, but the All Star game it's not enough for the big men. And that's for the guards in the wings. Keith, uh, sometimes
2: we here in Utah along the Wasatch Front can get a little sensitive about the small market thing. You know, in our history, we have the, the Derek Harper, you go play in Utah and Ronnie Cycli. And, you know, we're a little sensitive to it. But what is it Does it say anything that uh, the Jazz were able to get two all-stars in and on this roster about maybe recognition for a small market if you can win your games?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's about winning games. We, we've seen Oklahoma City; they they regularly had you know multiple all stars when they were playing really well in a, in a small market. I, I live in Orlando, one of the you know another small market team. When they've been a good team and have had good players, they've had multiple all stars. So I think it really is. Um, it, it's one of those things. I think the NBA does a really good job of. Not fully eliminating market size, but I think they—they because of the way the game is broad, the way that they market their star players, it almost doesn't matter where they play. It's more about how you play.
3: So, given the good that the Jazz have offered up so far, and then some of the, I mean, recently they've lost three straight, are you a believer that this team is a true contender, or do you say now in the West uh, it's the Clippers and Lakers?
0: I've got them in that tier right behind them, but I've got them right at the top of that tier. I think they're they're right there. I've got them a little bit ahead of Denver just because I trust their defense a little bit more. And once it comes into the playoffs, I think they're a little bit better built this time around to win in the playoffs especially if mike connelly can can you know get back healthy and get going i think that'll be really important for them so i right, but the lakers and the clippers they're just they've just they've got that star power they've got all of their positions that need really filled we'll see what either one of those teams does at the trade deadline but i uh, you know utah just behind them just because it's going to be tough to knock you to one of the la teams out
2: Speaking of uh, Mike Conley, Keith and Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports NBA with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, as you can imagine, he's been a bit of a hot topic around here. You know, folks can understand injuries, uh, but when he has played, it doesn't seem like his transition to the Jazz has been all that seamless. Has, Has that surprised you or what are you seeing out there when you watch the team?
0: It surprised me a little bit because I thought he was going to be a bit more plug-and-play, but then when I really think about it, it doesn't necessarily surprise me because as I look at the Jazz over the years, they run more stuff than just about any other team in the league. Uh, Not that Quinn Snyder rules with an iron fist or anything like that, but he's got them running a lot of sets and a lot of different things. And that's, I think, in part why the team always starts slow is because it takes a while to get that engine humming and get things moving along. Once they pull that off, I think that they're yeah, – that's what we always see you know, right around the holidays or so. They, they start making that run, and they're a really great team from there on out. But as you look at it, it, it with Conley, I think it makes it a little hard for – him because he had to step in and as the point guard you almost expect to step right in be able to start running everything and go and I just don't know that he was up to that and then of course you've got the injuries and the fact that we you know kind of need to face it at this point he's starting to get a little bit on uh, long in the tooth area a little bit on the older side so that's something to keep an eye on as well
3: Keith, the Jazz uh, got, had that terrific uh, win streak, and uh, I think, what they end up, uh, like something like 17 of 18 or something like that, Jay? Uh, 18 of 20. 18 of 20, and now they've lost uh, three straight, and teams seem to be going small on them a little bit and uh, drawing Rudy Gobert away from the basket and letting those wings just go crazy on them. Is that a problem for the Jazz to worry about, or do you think that's something, right now they're just in a little bit of a slump, or or do you think this is something they're going to face in the playoffs?
0: I'm going to ride the fence a little bit here, because I think it's a little bit of balls. I think overall it's more of it's just a rough patch in the season and and we always see this these teams come out unless you're the milwaukee Bucks, you come out and you win a whole bunch of games in a row and then you're going to lose you know maybe four or five or something like that and that's that's just kind of how it goes but then when you um get into the playoff zone i look at it kind of those those main uh teams that they're going to play the two la teams their challenge is those two teams aren't built to really go small. I mean, Anthony Davis, sure, you can, put, you can downgrade a little bit there, but he's not a guy who lives outside or anything like that. So I think that they're set up okay, but that has been kind of the going back to the Warriors and the Rockets. That's been the way, way teams want to attack Utah. You want to play to get Gobert. Either. He's not necessarily off the floor because the Jazz don't really do that, but you want to neutralize him as much as possible.
2: Keith, uh, I want to ask you about the Rockets real quick. The Jazz just played them without uh, Harden and Westbrook, and they have them again uh, coming up next week. Uh, and you mentioned that Russell Westbrook, you didn't think he was the one that maybe could have been bumped from the all-star roster. How is it working with those two in Houston, and how much is Houston a threat in the
0: West in your mind? Yeah, it started off a little bit slow, and then they really started to get it together. They were playing Pretty good basketball, and then they started to have some injuries, and I think that's what's what's kind of caught up to them here in the last uh, let's call it two to three weeks or so. They've had a lot of guys in and out of the lineup, and, and that's that's tough on them because they just don't have a lot of depth. So it's but as far as Russ and Harden go, they, they're they're fine together. They they can do a lot of different things. I think Russ is really this is what was tough is he. I don't mean to you know really say he definitely shouldn't have made the All Star game or anything like that. Because he's playing really great basketball over the last probably now month, month and a half or so. It was about the middle of December that he started to really pick it up and start to play better. And and a lot of that has come. They came out today. No one told him not to shoot three-pointers, but he's just not taking as many. He's being a lot more judicious with that. He's making sure he's getting into the pain, making plays in and around the basket area. And that's really important.
3: The Lakers are playing tonight against, uh, I believe it's the Blazers, isn't it? Yep. And yep. it's uh, and they're going to have a tribute to Kobe Bryant and whatnot. Uh, have you fully processed this yet, uh, Keith? Uh, and how do you think the league as a whole is is doing?
0: Every time I think I do something new, either comes out or something comes up and reminds me and obviously tonight all eyes will be on LA as the Lakers play their first home game and those things that really, that, that hits me Right. Well, what, what's really hit me hardest with this is, I, is I'm, a, I'm a girl dad too I, I'm actually out here at her lacrosse practice right now um, while she's running out here and doing her drill and that 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 made Kobe so relatable to me is that he was you know it embraced that role of being a dad and you know uh, shepherding his girls all over the place for their games and, and the like and that, that's really hard and I think. For the league, it's it's the same way for the players. It's it's amazing how many of these guys look up to him. Brad Stevens hit it, the nail on the head that for this generation of players, Kobe is their MJ. He he's the guy that they grew up kind of idolizing, and he was on TV every single night. Those kind of things. And that's made it really hard on some of these guys. For example, Carmelo Anthony's not going to play tonight. He just, he, he, he made it clear he didn't feel like he was going to be able to bring the proper mindset and focus to the court tonight because he's still in the grieving process. And it's going to be a scene there in L.A. tonight to see how these guys get through. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, you know they're going to honor him and do it well, but I think there's going to be a lot of emotion there. Keith, it is always a pleasure to have you on the
2: show. Thank you very much for giving us a few minutes. We really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Thanks, Keith. Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports NBA, one of our favorites, jumping on with us and sharing a little insight uh, here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
3: You know, the thing about Kobe, and I know we've talked a lot about it this week, but I was reading today that in Los Angeles they have they've been doing everything from uh, – counseling through radio broadcasts and whatnot to the the greater Los Angeles area because so many people were affected by that thing and people haven't even met Kobe and yet people connect they connect with these individuals high profile people who they cheer on and all this stuff and so this is a, it's an interesting case of how people get through these things you know people who who may not be close to kobe or may not have been close to him but feel this deep hole in their in their minds and souls and there
2: there will be an emotional charge at Staples center there's no doubt i just saw they're they're putting kobe 8 and 24 shirts on every yeah, single scene mm-hmm. and uh, you know lebron has a new kobe tattoo and you you heard some comments yesterday about you know from rob palinka who who said he feels like he had a piece of his soul amputated of course he was kobe bryant's agent before yeah. he was general manager of the of the lakers so i i wonder how it, They will respond on the basketball court because
3: I have a feeling that emotions will probably complicate things a tad. Jazz fans did not like Kobe Bryant, many of them, uh, because he was a difficult opponent and some people thought he was arrogant and all this stuff. But the people who knew him and certainly his fans have really connected with him through the years. And he is a charismatic character. I'm telling you, if he had played for the Jazz, are you kidding me? There would be all kinds of connection there. So, anyway, and even with that, even with the rivalry and all that stuff and the back and forth, I think the people here who may have booed Kobe Bryant are going through the same grieving process that a lot of people in Los Angeles are. What did you think about a couple of other things he had to say? The, the snub question, where do you fall on that? I Well, I think, yeah, Devin Booker... Averaging twenty seven point one points a game and uh, shooting fifty one percent from the field, uh, that's pretty darn good, you know. And and the Suns are better than a lot of people thought they would be. Um, so I've heard people say, well, maybe there should be fifteen roster spots. If you had fifteen roster spots, uh, that's that's what teams have, but teams don't play. A large measure of their bench. I'm fine with the number, and, and when they, I am too. And when you have all those players on the bench, you've got to find time for them. You Can't just have a constant revolving door on the bench. Well, I mean, somebody's going to get snubbed. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like when they
2: they go from 62 to 64 teams or whatever they do in the NCAA tournament. I mean, we're always going to have a
3: more exhaust,
2: but though. we're always going to have an argument. Somebody's always going to say, "Hey, what about us?" or "Hey, what about me?" And you know what? Last year it was Rudy. And yeah. people were been out of shape uh, about it around here and, and justifiably so. People in Phoenix are been out of shape about it and
3: I don't but blame. Don't them. rip I... Donovan Mitchell. I mean I, I agree with what he said. I think it's more Westbrook. Oh, know. I think so too, or Chris mm-hmm. Paul. I think Donovan made it comfortably.
2: Just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, maybe if we looked at the coach's votes or whatever, it might say something different. But
3: Although I don't know what happened to Donovan last night, and that, the timing of that wasn't the best, if there ever is a good time to have a bad game. But, uh, yeah, he had a rough go last night, and I don't know whether it was connected to his selection for uh, as an all-star or not. Um, it's just kind of weird for him to struggle that way on the day he's named as an all-star. Is that a coincidence? It could be. I don't
2: know. I I also you saw him run to the locker room in the fourth quarter. I don't know. We none of us know. We don't know if something's bothering him. Maybe he's not feeling all that well. Maybe maybe
3: he had a rock in his shoe. I don't know. He didn't is,
2: that, that wasn't a normal Donovan performance. No.
3: And beyond the performance, his body language was different. Well, when he finally made a shot, I mean
2: you could you could tell he was I don't want to say relieved. He was almost frustrated that he made
3: it. It was he was he was frustrated that it was his first one. And it, it turned out to be his only one. Just watching the way he was moving on the court, something looked different. I don't know what it was, and I have no inside information on it. But I wondered if he was sick. So, because sometimes he's a. Of course, remember, what, who is it? Was it Jerry that used to say, "Hey man, if you put the uniform on, you're ready to yep, play." He did. So, and I'm sure Donovan isn't going to make any excuses one way or the other. But that was not the Donovan Mitchell I know. No, and I do think he he deserves an off
2: game once in a while, and he hasn't had one in a long, long time. He's been the rock. He and Rudy both, and he it wasn't there last night. And you know what, Donovan? I mean, it it really um, exacerbates the argument that he needs more help. I mean. Donovan has a bad night. There has to be others there to pick up the well, slack. Well, Jordan
3: Clarkson was there to pick up the slack, man. He scored. He had 35. He
2: was. And and somebody, he had 37, but, 37. you know, can't do it single-handedly. And his flurry was awesome, but it was too little too late. They, I mean, they needed that flurry during the 27-to-1 yes, run. Exactly. That's when they needed it, you know. it. And Donovan was on the floor for a lot of that, where he was unable to, to stop that run, whereas. Normally, he is. Normally, that's, he's good for those. Buckets. That's
3: why I think that defense needs to be sure it needs to shore up yep. because, you know, when you when you can't stop the other guy and you can't score, you've got a major, major problem. You've got to be able to do one or the other. All right, we'll get to
2: more coming up next. We'll get into the Super Bowl a little bit. Uh, talk about Gordon's column. We are live at the Warehouse, eighty six East University Parkway. Still have some jazz stuff for you to give away, but we got to get right to Tom because Tom, you're you're busy, man. I love it. People coming in, getting taking advantage of these great deals because you're rolling them out today, man.
1: These are incredible deals. Upholstered queen bed with mattress and box spring, the entire set for three ninety nine. Unheard of. You can't buy the mattress for that. <laughs> How about all rugs, 50% off? How about bar stools? Anybody who comes in wants bar stools? I've got bar stools that are like 169 and I've got them marked $79. Bucks. Wow. I'm going to let you take 25% off, three days only, all bar stools, 25% off. I'm trying to paint the picture by items that we have deals on everything. So if you need an ottoman instead of $149, i have got like maybe 10 of them left made by Simmons 29 bucks how about bunk beds starting at 129 how about uh let's see what else can we do coach mac chair 299 yep. instead of 899 if you want it in power we're going to do it for 349 that's perfect timing for the bowl game that's the cool. big one. The on, big
2: one. The on Sunday. The one that uses Roman numerals? You yeah, have, that one. You could have folks set
1: up by the game though.
2: If they come yeah, in tomorrow,
1: yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. If you if you buy it tonight or tomorrow by noon, I'll deliver to you tomorrow. How about the double reclining sofa by Klausner? It's regular a thousand dollars. You'll see it on sale for seven ninety nine. Two colors to choose from. I only have a few left, like total four of one color, six of the other color, three ninety nine. Last but not least, how about TV stands? Any TV stand that's here, 25% off. That's 25% off, 50% off already. <laughs> and then we're going to do anything made by Liggett and Platt. We already talked about it. I've got hundreds of beds. I've got 70 styles to choose from. They're already 50 to 60% off. Take an additional 30% off. Uh, the bed in front of us, Gordon. Normally five ninety nine. I know it's on sale at the guys up the street for three ninety nine. That's heavy duty wrought iron. I've got it marked one ninety nine. Thirty wow. percent off is one thirty nine. You're selling that for one thirty nine? King bed for one thirty nine. Look at that thing, Jake. Wow. I mean, that That's is awesome. a quality item. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Good stuff. We're here at the warehouse. We'll be here tonight until eight tomorrow. 10 to 8. We're closed on Sundays. We need a day off. Got a day of
2: rest. Got to have it. 86 East University Parkway here in Orem. Don't forget about their location in Salt Lake as well. 1967 South, 300 West. More straight ahead live from the warehouse on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. show 97.5 and 1280 the zone gordon monson jake scott thank you very much for making us a part of your day we want to remind you about the Hanson scotty show where are they going to be on monday again gordon
3: oh, no. <laughs>
2: where, where are they where are they going
3: <laughs> they're
2: going to be at umami a japanese barbecue on monday from noon to three 568 north mill mill road and vineyard
3: uh, for great tasting Japanese barbecue I apologize I put a, a granola bar in my mouth uh, during the break and no. for, forgot that not during that the break. I had a, had a uh, root canal a couple of days well yes how'd you
2: forget that?
3: I don't know. I just forgot that I could only chew with on the left side of my mouth and so I couldn't couldn't devour this quite as quickly as I needed to. But did you have to eat the whole granola bar? No, it last? was just a little. Piece. It was not. It was like half, at it least was half. Of the it, was, it was. I'm looking at. No, no, it was. It, yes, it was. It was. Do, you, do you guys always exaggerate like that?
2: <laughs> that was, was a large granola bar. You're well, still not done with it.
3: <laughs> that's I can't eat it. That's unbelievable. What are you What are you doing mm. over there? Mm, sorry. So you think most folks do? Were, do, do you talk with your mouthful? I try not to, but I also don't stuff a granola bar into my face when I know I'm going to have to talk 15 seconds later. <laughs> like, when you're out to dinner with your friends and whatnot, and you got something on your mind, and somebody asks you a question, and you just took a bite of filet mignon or something, do you talk? Why does your mind automatically go to filet mignon? I don't know. What is does did... it, I, I mean...
2: You know, Austin, when you're uh, you're shoveling escargot <laughs> into your face, do you? You know,
3: when you're okay, eating Bulgara caviar, you guys okay? You just take a bite of a hamburger. Is it, is it Kobe beef? The filet mignon? Go right to the filet. Whatever. You know my point.
2: Uh, I will hand gesture to politely say, "Wait a moment," while I politely chew my food before I say something. Will oh, you jump feel, right in? I feel bad. Sorry.
3: It's really rude to talk with your mouth full. Hold on a second. Mm. I'm just gonna let you drown in this. By the way, I'm not drowning. We're an inner tube. (laughs) (laughs) You are something else. I tell you what, I actually I I love working with you. No, I put that little that last little bite of that (laughs) excuse me granola bar in my mouth and forgot I couldn't chew now I'm getting all choked up
2: <laughs> yeah you need a, you've got some water there you need to you need to wet your whistle hold on a second yeah okay that's uh
3: good good <sighs> I'm happy for you there all right let's get back to business here
2: anything anything else you'd like to <laughs> anything you'd like to cover here uh, any, say
3: something intelligent any, yeah.
2: anything you really Preferably want to get
3: something to? really long-winded you, you really want to get to
2: uh we talked to Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports NBA in the last segment. Talked to him a little bit uh about the Utah Jazz and Gordon you brought up a a, uh, a question to him about, you know, concern about this patch of games. The Jazz have lost three consecutive games to three decent uh, certainly decent teams, albeit shorthanded, and the Jazz still lose. How concerned Keith basically said that he thinks that this is just a rough patch for the team. But what's your take on that, Gordon? Is this this concerning? See – and let me just say this, this stretch is why I was a little bit hesitant. I know you were out of town, but you know, when the, the old contender topic came up Mm -hmm. uh, last week where folks were, were, you know, talking about whether it was okay to think that they could possibly be contenders. I was a little hesitant. I jumped on board with the fact that I, I believe then, and I still do that the jazz could beat anybody in a seven game series. And if that's your definition of contender, I'm on board, but to, People were really getting on board, if that makes sense. And I'm not blaming anybody, but you knew that something like this was coming sooner rather than later because, I don't know, there's 82 games. And the season progresses with its own little mini stretches and mini stories, and you knew there was going to be some adversity. Maybe I wouldn't have predicted this soon, but it's kind of the reason I was hesitant about that. And I'm not going to get panicky because they've lost three games in a row. I think the ceiling on this team is still extraordinarily high.
3: Panic, no, but some degree of attention to what's going on, I think, is in order, not just for fans, but for coaches and players. Uh, I have seen enough of a weakness in recent games to uh, to wonder a little bit. Now, I really think the Jazz are good. I think they have, they corrected their shooting problems. They have some, some really good shooters. They have some offensive firepower. They have the best defensive player on the planet, but that perimeter defense has to get better. And we've seen it at times when things have clicked and the Jazz have looked really good. I mean, they beat, remember when they beat the Clippers that night. I mean, that, that was a pretty cool thing to watch for them and for them to experience. So they can do that sort of thing, but where's it gone lately? And can it be recaptured? I think it can. But I think some issues really need to be addressed, and foremost among them, that perimeter of defense. And all the only other, the other thing that needs to be fixed is Mike Conley needs to be fixed. And and I don't, I don't have an answer to that, and I don't know anybody who does. I imagine Quinn Snyder probably has some pretty strong thoughts on it, but I don't know what I don't know how to get that guy going. Do you? No, and I think it still remains uh, an issue because this return, he has not been great. Well, people are talking about Moutier, uh, play Moutier, not Mike Conley. And I'm thinking to myself, I watched Mike Conley play last year. I saw him have darn near career highs. I saw what that guy's capable. I saw him win a playoff series with Memphis. I mean, he's got ability. He just somehow has to get comfortable and find a place with the Jazz where he can be who he is. And I don't, I don't know. Do you have to give the ball to him and say, okay, here, Mike, you create. Is that what you have to do to get him going? Because that doesn't exactly fit into the Jazz offense. Well, and some of that, he'll get, he'll get some of that. Would you, would you allow him to do that, to take over the role of what Donovan Mitchell does sometimes in the fourth quarter? No. Well, what would you do? Well, I don't are you know. going to I mean, answer that the way I answered? Yeah, I mean
2: you don't know. Kevin I don't,
3: O'Connor and say that's not that's my not, job. That's not my job, Kevin.
2: <laughs> well, you tell me, Gordon. Why don't you tell me what to do It's not that easy. Well, that's not my job, Kevin. You get paid a lot of money. Um, the truth is, I, I I really don't know. I I don't think he's better than Donovan Mitchell. I think Donovan Mitchell makes is the most. What I want to say, see, every time you compliment Donovan, it feels like you're sliding Rudy. And let's just put Rudy aside for a second because we're talking about, you know, initiating the offense right. and being the playmaker down the stretch uh-huh. and those sorts of things, which Donovan is is better at that in this offense. He's has more history of it in this offense. He's the all-star on this team, and he he really needs to be the guy. I think he's shown this year that he's good at it and that he'll make the right decisions and I I think he's earned this is Donovan's team, it's Donovan's locker room from that standpoint and Mike needs to fit. He needs to find a way to fit
3: into the he needs to find a way he's to contribute a, to the program. But well, he's not a catch and shoot guy. We thought that he would be useful to the Jazz by being able to create shots when when he has the opportunity to do that. And here's what I mean by that. The Jazz spread the floor, they have the shooters in place. So what does that do? That creates seams for a guy like Mike Conley to make hay and to make plays. And it just hasn't happened in any kind of smooth, consistent manner. And that surprises me because that's what they do with Donovan. And it seems like that's something that would be in Mike Conley's wheelhouse. And meanwhile, okay, so if that seam collapses, then Mike Conley has, has, you know, been fairly... Efficient and proficient through his career in getting the ball to the open man. I I just think like
2: um, the Keith Smith mentioned this. Uh, I just don't think it's that simple because Quinn Snyder and the Jazz they run a lot of stuff. It's not hey Mike go make a play for these guys. No, but it's, you know what I to, mean. But but the 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 point is is that it's not um, it's not designed to take turns. Like, we, we have it in our mind, well, this should be open for Mike. It's not the Rockets where, hey, James Harden, it's your turn. Hey, Russell Westbrook, it's your turn. It's not, hey, Donovan, it's your turn to do it. Hey, Mike, it's your turn to do it. The Jazz runs stuff. And he needs to figure out how to fit in with that stuff. It's not going to be break down the defense and find a shot for your opponent. It's a team effort to break down the defense. I mean, if you want to simplify it to the blender, but that's the point. It's that maybe it's not on the next pass. Maybe it's three passes from now. But the fact that you beat your guy is going to get somebody an open shot eventually.
3: Yeah. It's yeah.
2: it's different than anything he's done, and he's got to find a way to fit into it, whether he's initiating it or Joe's initiating it or Donovan's initiating it. He needs to
3: find a way to make it work for him. Can he be the receiver of a pass and just catch and shoot? Yes. I've seen him do it in practice. All right. Well, we'll see. Well, I I don't know. I would guess that he can do what's necessary here. I I, I assume that he can receive a pass, make a move, get a little open twenty footer, and hit that shot. Because I've seen him do it. It doesn't matter whether your big man is Marcus or Rudy Gobert. It shouldn't, in that regard. But I hear what you're saying about the ball moving and, and then him having to uh, be a part of that that hole. So that when he gets the ball and can do something that is in his skill set, then take advantage of that for the betterment of the team. That seems like something he should be. Able, I'm surprised that that hasn't happened already. I mean, he's, he's, his teammates, his teams
2: have been built different differently in the past. I, I know Tony, that Tony Allen doesn't touch the ball on offense. It's Tony. Go, go, stand around and get ready to play some defense while you know Mike and Zach, uh, Zach Randolph, play a two man game. Or Mike and Mark Gasol play a two-man game. You know, it's it's just structured differently. And I didn't think he would have trouble adapting, but he has. He has. It's either that or he's lost it. I mean, whichever way you want to go. I mean, he's 33 years old. I, I don't want to go down that direction because, you know, injuries aside, it looks physically to me like he's he's doing okay, but that that's the other answer it's either he's
3: uncomfortable or he's lost it i think some of it it, yeah uh, that's a good way of saying and when we saw those turnovers he committed the other night he looked out of control when he turned the ball over on those spin moves remember those yep and it was like okay so he's probably forcing it a little bit and he's eager and he wants to contribute in the worst way and it's not really happening uh We'll see. I think the problems at the defensive end with him are every bit the problem as as it is at the offensive end. Oh, I don't. I think his problem at the defensive end is he's too small. Well, yeah, but guys like that can be disruptive still. I mean he's been getting beat by his man left and right. Well, he he can't switch onto a guy who's six six. Ricky Rubio could switch onto anybody
2: not the center. I understand that. Mike Conley but can't what, switch what, on to anybody. What's
3: Mike Conley been doing at the defensive end for the past decade? Uh, probably. Have teams been abusing him probably all this time? letting his guy go into Marcus All. Uh,
2: no, um. I mean, they had a, a team defensive strategy and they had a lot of beef on the interior. I mean, that we've seen it with Rudy. That helps. I don't know. I. I Wish I followed Mike on a game-by-game basis when he was with Memphis, and I could tell you a little bit more. I saw him, what I thought, play some good defense in some playoff series, but I, I mean, we have not seen good defense from Mike yet.
0: We, and have I think it, we it's have hard
2: it. to play defense in the NBA when you're six feet tall.
3: Yeah. Okay. I think a lot of jazz players have had problems playing defense of late.
2: Oh, he's not the only one. Yeah. I, I don't. I'm not trying to let anybody off the hook. I mean, he's he's certainly not the only one. I agree with you. I agree with you on the perimeter defense thing. I like to argue with you.
3: I'm not on that one. I, I think uh, all the jazz. Rudy Gobert is the one guy who has been playing defense at his capability. I think everybody else you can point the finger at, including Royce O'Neal. Yeah. All right. We'll have more coming up next. We're live from the warehouse here in Orem, 86 East University
2: Parkway. Stop by and see us. Still have some jazz gear left for you. We'll get a, a quick Super Bowl prediction from Gordon coming up next. Although we all know what it is. Mhm.
3: Okay. Stay tuned and listen and learn
2: <laughs> more next. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty of the zone.
1: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Because we all see the growing
3: gap financially between, I'll call them the haves and the have-nots at this point. The haves being the Power Five conferences and the have-nots being everybody else. And then there's even a, a jump from Power Conferences to other Power Conferences. How, as an independent, can BYU try and close the financial gap between what they're bringing in and what they think they would or should be bringing in if they were in a Power Five? The
2: best thing they can do is try to minimize it as much as possible. You're never closing the gap on G5, P5,
1: putting BYU, say, in that classification. But what you can do is make more than any other G5 team out there, and you can at least minimize some of the damage between you and the P5 financial. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon, on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse. Stop by and see us 86 East University Parkway here in Orem. We were just talking about Gordon's workout routines there during
3: the break. Cutting I'm the, edge. I'm the MD of uh, everyone I meet. Is how I would describe cutting edge. You know, I, it dawns on me that I am, do you know that I am the least svelte of anyone in my family? Well, yeah, but that's not a fair standard. I know.
2: Yeah, your family's all there. They're like they majored in college and nutrition and working out. I mean, like that, that you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, take that as a, a slight of any sort. I would say I,
3: I should not feel any any kind of problem with the fact that uh, all my daughters could beat me up. No, no, but okay. that's what I'm saying. Like that—that's their
2: well, not all of them, I guess, but that's their chosen and my wife. lot in life. Yeah, right, right. They, you can probably write circles around all of them, right? Yeah, I used to be a good athlete, but uh
3: I don't know. You know,
2: back when you were a semi-pro hockey player oh. back in the <laughs> back in the day. Exactly. The, the Daryl oh, Delaware God. or something or else. <laughs> oh, man. Was
3: Pamela get... Sue Martin your goalie? No.
2: <laughs> back when you were fist fighting folks for fun.
3: I scored on her a couple times.
1: Oh.
2: <laughs> jeez you're something something else no shit. has anybody ever told you that That you you are just (laughs) something
3: else all right quick you you have the the chefs winning the super bowl explain i do i think patrick mahomes will be the difference in that game i know that he's going up against a stellar defense i have a lot of respect for the niners i think they're really good as well but I call it a hunch. I don't know what the uh, you know, I Patrick Mahomes is the difference maker in this game and I think the Chiefs really want to win it for Andy Reid. Win it for the Gipper? They win it for themselves too. How, how do you too, know honestly.
2: that that they really want to win it for him? I've just been
3: know. reading the various uh comments of uh, the chefs and they really they really want to get this thing. And, uh, look, I think that offense there's an awful lot of weapons on that offense and Richard Sherman can't cover everybody. I'm going for the Niners.
2: I, I think the defense wins out in this. I think they keep the ball away defense from Mahomes. Wins and I think we're oh looking at a gosh. like a 21-17 down of Niners win here. That
3: Chiefs defense has been much better against the run yeah, in, over the last eight weeks. The Swiss cheese. Okay. Are you going to apologize on Monday?
2: No. In fact, you were really aggressive about this whole thing when we brought it up earlier today. <laughs> that was. That's called goofing around. I know. I know. But there was some... There's some truth in that goof.
3: <laughs> okay. All right. I think the Chiefs going to win. You think the Niners. I'm not going to do incriminating audio on the bet. Why not? But uh, be- Because I've had a bad run lately. Ah, <laughs> With that's right. Incriminating audio. Oh, no. Now he's... Now, go ahead. Parking go. stall lines are merely suggestions. Uh-huh. Lisa's pet name for me is bowler that's a good story i don't think i can top that we've heard this story a hundred times let's move on see i'm on on the schneid but sooner or later i'm gonna bump out of it and i think this is the day on sunday
2: how about if the then
3: put incriminating audio on the line
2: how about how about if the niners well how about if the chiefs win i have to just talk about how bad of a coach that uh, shanahan is and uh, if the if the Niners win, you have to talk about how bad of a coach
3: Andy Reid no, is. No, okay, I'll I'll do this because I don't believe that. But if the if the Niners win, I will do an incriminating audio again. Wow! If the Chiefs win, you have to do two. Why? I don't know. Two. What sense does that make? Because I need incentive that here. it doesn't make any sense. King
2: it's like of negotiation here. It's a point and a half spread. And by the way, Gordon's picking the favorite.
3: <laughs> Why should I have to do two? That's what I did when Austin cleaned house with the Titans. You had to do just one for that. It's and Titans. again, and it's again, Titans. you beat the best team in all of football. You picked the favorite. I know. And Austin still did the bet. Oh, yeah. All right, all right, straight up, incriminating audio, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Really? Because now my I'm
2: going to feel bad if you have to record another incriminating audio. Well, I thought your onions
3: were a little bigger than that.
2: Wow, but. okay, so that's the direction we're going to go. Okay, all right, I see how it is. Fine. 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 I was going to give I you an out. You're going to you do athletes. No, no, not two. You said you'd do it straight up. Okay. Incriminating audio on the line. Oh, I don't know about (laughs) this. There you go. (laughs) Joining us now, we are live at the Warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. We're here in Orem, our good friend Tom. That sounded
1: incriminating. uh, Those onions. Seriously. I'd I'd, I'd like
3: to hear Tom do an incriminating audio. Why? I don't know. It would just be funny. I don't think we should do that
1: to our clients. We have the best deals <laughs> we have ever had
2: on adjustable beds. <laughs> no, I just went into that. Yeah, I don't blame him, by the way. But right, that, right. that is true. Best deals you've ever had. Ever uh, we've been had. have for a while now, and I've never heard you I'm, have better
1: ones. I'm going to do real quick rundown. Queen adjustable bed with a gel. Memory foam mattress, the entire package four ninety nine. If you want better, I have a six ninety nine package, head up, foot up adjustable with a nicer mattress. The mattress by itself is a twelve hundred dollar mattress. The base is a seven ninety nine base. So it's like a nineteen hundred dollar package for six ninety nine. Then if you want nice with massage packages, latex or gel infused hybrid I'll do the whole package for 8.99. and then if you want the, the most incredible I have like six pallets of them this is the 875 this is the one with lumbar this has usbs it has led lights so you can leave the lights on when you go to bed so you don't trip and get hurt the entire package, instead of the home show special, $3,900, we're going to do it for 1299 Wow. The king, uh, I've got the best deal I've ever had, a king adjustable bed, head up, gel infused mattress the entire package i've never done a king bed for a thousand bucks it's 9.99 then if you want the better one uh the one that the home show was 5600 bucks 1999 then if you want the gordon special all right the King adjustable, and I've got three mattresses to choose from: either the the latex hybrid, the 14-inch gel-infused hybrid, or the incredible uh, viscose 14-inch memory foam mattress. Incredible set with every feature they make on an adjustable bed. Twenty nine ninety nine. I just had wow. a guy call me, and um, they were at one of our competitors. The bases. On the lumbar base are thirty nine hundred bucks. Wow! I'm going to get you both bases and both mattresses for twenty nine ninety nine. Save me one of those, will you? <laughs> how,
3: how much would that one, the mattress, cost
1: if you just bought that part of it? You know, that the the, the the memory foam. The bases the, or the mat? Well, the, the the mattress. I cannot advertise the brand. When you come, if you want to come in, the mattresses are twenty seven hundred dollars per side on Amazon. So that's... Amazon is supposed to be the cheapest way to buy. $5,400 mattress set with bases that are 3900 bucks. the entire package, $2,999. Wow. Save, save me one of
3: those,
2: Tom.
1: We got it. Save me one. There you go.
2: All right, come check it out here at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway in Orem, or 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. we got... Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott 97.5, and 1280, The Zone. Another
3: terrific week on the big show. It
2: has been a fun week. We have had fun. Super Bowl week, uh, it's been a little bit somber with the the Kobe Bryant news, and the Jazz have not played uh, all that
3: terrifically well, but uh, we certainly had plenty of material, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, such a variety of things to talk about this week, from very, very sad and tragic to. Uh, to the celebration of uh, great recognition to a couple of local players here for the Jazz. So it's been a little bit of everything.
2: We want to say a big thanks to uh, Tom and the gang here at the warehouse. They've been terrific as usual. Tom's got big sales going on through the weekend, uh, uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and Monday as well. So make sure and take advantage of them.
3: You're looking forward to uh, the Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I always look forward to it. Hmm. I like like everything
3: surrounding it. Did I hear you say you're going to go skiing?
2: Yeah, I'm going skiing in the morning, and then I, I'm going to try and stay awake through the game in the afternoon.
3: And the Super Bowl always kicks around four forty. It's a little—I think it's
2: like four eighteen or something Is like it? that every year.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so don't be late. No, I'm. We're going to have to get
2: a move on. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. But it'll be great. It, it's always fun, and you enjoy it, too. Enjoy that family of yours. Oh well,
3: yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I hope we got What are you going to do during halftime? We're going to watch. Uh, Jennifer Lopez out no. there. I, there any, are you going to watch the Puppy Bowl or what are you do? I I don't know. Stretch my legs. Do something else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, maybe go get another helping of uh, something to dip. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I I don't. I'm not. I'm not that into J Lo. Okay. Now uh, oh. you
2: you gonna you gonna watch J Lo? Oh, because I think the, not really. the answer to that is obviously yes. Oh my 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 family! Yeah, yeah, I know your my family. wife uh-huh. and my daughters. Uh-huh.
3: They'll want to watch that.
2: It has nothing to do with J Lo and her provocative dancing. I'm sure. Oh
3: no! What what do you take me for? I
2: know Stop. exactly exactly what I take I you for about... oh, You were
3: you were you were uh, drooling
2: over some '40s actress today.
3: <laughs> I said I said I liked her when I was a teenager, and and what? Well, I was a teenager. I know, but having that
2: kind of affection for Mamie Eisenhower is just not <laughs>
3: it's just not healthy. When you were a teenager, did you used to like um, idolize certain actresses and musicians?
2: I don't know about idolize. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I put Steve Buscemi on a real pedestal. <laughs> okay. Oh man! All right, never mind. Let's uh, let's exit stage left. Sounds good. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. We greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you on <laughs> Why Monday. Why Steve Buscemi of <laughs> all people on the Big Show? <laughs> Give me a break. 97 5 and twelve-eighty of <laughs> the zone.